this morning, would you guys welcome Reverend <laughs> Patricia Messer. Can I just say, yeah, you guys can stand up. She deserves it. Come on. <laughs> I am so thankful that um, she said yes. I asked her to do this. I think, I think um, you know, we just need to platform um, people in this house because there are plenty of them that have a heart that just bleeds for this community, to love on this community, and that would be how I would describe Miss Patricia. So um, um, would you welcome her again one more time this morning? Thank you, thank you. Um, I didn't tell him until late that this is what I prefer to use, and I do need tissues because if any of you ever, ever, ever have heard me talk, um, I need tissues. I cry. <laughs> I try not to, especially with this microphone. Um, I am honored that Pastor Sean would ask me to come talk. <sighs> Jesus is my passion. Um, my desire is for the world and the church to understand the depths of his love. It is beyond anything we can imagine. It is scandalous, he told me once. It's extravagant. I know that I've tasted it, but I want to taste more because I don't even think this side of heaven we can experience because it's so strong. But each and every day of our lives, we should be pressing into his heart and his heartbeat. It's, it's my passion. It's my love. Um, today, um, my friend Patty, she said, just pretend we're at Panera's having lunch. She's trying to make me be calm. Just pretend we're at Panera's having lunch and we're just having our discussion. I said, so does that mean like I do all the talking when we're at Panera's and you just sit and listen? And she went, uh-huh. <laughs> so um, I met someone at an outreach and she used to come here a few times and there was a gentleman in her life that, I don't know, she was pointing to church so she sent him to Destiny. And it happened to be the morning that I was sharing a message, it was a year ago, and he had never been here, and I don't know if he really had attended church much. She didn't come with him, she just sent him. And I ran into her a few weeks later, and she said, yeah, I, I sent a friend to church, and you were the one sharing. And I went, oh, really? Oh, it's too bad he didn't come and listen to Pastor Brent. And she goes, yeah, he said you're really passionate. And I thought, I don't know if that was good or, or not. Because if you were here, I was up the stage, down the stage, over here, over there. I was crying. Um, anyway, I am passionate because he's passionate for me. So um, I, let's just start with prayer. Oh, Papa God, you are so good. And you are so amazing. And you are so faithful. You are so kind. Lord God, I just thank you for your goodness and I thank you for your presence. I thank you that we're never once for a second alone. I thank you that you are our biggest champion and cheerleader. Lord God, I just pray right now over this house a blessing, God. And I just say, come and stir. Come and stir in our hearts, Lord God. Stir in this mist, God. Stir our hearts, Lord, that they're united with you, Lord. We want, them, we want them knit together with your heart. We want our heart to be with your heart, Lord God. You are so good. You are so good. And we want to give you the praise and we want to give you the glory. And Lord, anything that I say that isn't of you, may those words fall. And Holy Spirit, have your way in this house. Have your way in me. And just um, bless these words, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I am part of the outreach team, and um, I, I want to start with what our mission statement is, what the heartbeat of those of us um, um, that are on the team is. It says, we are a body of believers who carry the love of Jesus into our community through our acts, words, and presence. We offer the purity of God's extravagant love to those we encounter in order that they may experience the love of Jesus through us. We want, through our group, people to have encounters with Jesus. An encounter. Not just tell them about Jesus. We want them to have an encounter with Jesus. You see, the world deserves to have an encounter with Jesus. And he's chosen us to be the vessels and vehicles in which they have that encounter. It's a privilege. I saw this last night on Facebook before I went to bed in... Um, first of all, I love Pastor Derek. Let's give it up for Pastor Derek. Um, 
he said to me, whatever you need, he told me last week, whatever you need, just get it to me. And, and I said, well, there won't be any notes because I just, I have notes. I tend to not follow notes. But I said, could you download a couple videos? And I said, could you do some kind of like screen that just says love in motion? Oh, so okay. Let's give it up for Sean. Which actually, Sean is so techy. I mean, have you noticed all the Facebook and Instagrams? He needs to give me some lessons because my first Facebook Live video, I had no clue what I was doing at all. And I'm trying to turn it off and I'm like, it's upside down and it's sideways. It's like, I need, I need Sean to give me some lessons. But anyway, okay, so Pastor Sean, this is so perfect for many, many, many reasons. The heart of the outreach team is to be on the streets where the hurt and the broken are that will never step in church, okay? The car's in motion. Do you know cars signify ministry? And they're in motion. God this week is preparing. He just kept saying over and over to me, we are the vehicle. We are the vehicle. Love lives in us. So love wants to love the world, but we have to put it in motion. And so the cars up there, it's just, I just looked at it and it's like, God, you're so good. You're so good. He's in everything. Last night as I was going to sleep, Psalm 23 was in my mind. And I was just talking, or I was thinking about how he restores our souls. And then what song do they sing? I call those Jesus kisses, you know, when he just, he just blesses you and blesses you and sets things up. He's in the details. Um, so originally Sean said, we talk about, you know, like, what's the topic? And he said, well, evangelism. So he goes, that's big enough. You, you know, do what God leads you to do. Well, first of all, did you know evangelism isn't even in the Bible? Um, but evangelist is. Uh, and I don't know about you, but for many, 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 many years in my walk with God, I had this idea of an evangelist as someone on a big stage with thousands of people or the soapbox on the corner with the speaker. And that was my idea of evangelist, but I'm going to tell you what it says if you Google it. It says, an evangelist is an enthusiastic advocate, one who shares good tidings and good news. It is used for someone who does so informally in conversations or such rather than by preaching. An evangelist is just someone who's enthusiastic and has a good message to share. Guys, we have a good message to share. And if you've been touched by Jesus, you're enthusiastic. You are an evangelist. You know, of all the giftings, we could go, yeah, not evangelist, because I'm kind of shy, and I'm, you know, I'm not that person, but you actually are that person. I also want to tell you that outreach isn't what you think it is either. See, yes, many people are going on outreaches and they're going to the park, they're going to the streets, they're going to the highways and the byways because there's certain people who will never step foot in our church. Because some of them have been wounded by religion, some have been rejected, and some have been cast out. So they'll never step foot in our church. We are the church. We are love in motion. And so, yes, outreach is out there. You know, if we don't go, who's going to go? But outreach is in here too. Outreach is the person beside you, behind you, in front of you. Outreach is the person walking through the door. Outreach is your next door neighbor. It's the person at the coffee shop. It's the cashier that's waiting on you at Walmart, especially this time of year when they're tired and just give them a blessing, a word of thank you, spread joy to them. Outreach isn't what we seem to think it is. Also, outreach, and evangelism can be scary because some people think, I can't do that. I can't do that. But you can do it. You know why? Because Christ lives in you. And if Christ lives in you, do you believe he was an evangelist? He was. So an evangelist lives in you. Pastor Brent once said about the giftings, he goes, you have them all. And God will use the one in you in the time that he needs it. So you are a healer, and he'll use it when he puts someone in front of you that needs healing. You are an evangelist, and he'll use it when someone needs good tidings. Um, I want to read from 2 Corinthians, 5, or 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting at verse 14. Um, I'm going to read from the Passions translation. Um, one, because if you don't, if you're not familiar with it, 
Dr. Brian Simmons is in the process of translating the whole Bible, but it's more, tr it's more true to the Aramaic lang language. It's very rich. And if you want to have a little taste of the passion God has for us, you can read the Passion Translation. But I want to read this um, verse to you. It says, For it is Christ's love that fuels our passion and motivates us, because we are absolutely convinced that he has given his life for all of us. This means all died with him, so that, so that those who live should no longer live self-absorbed lives, but lives that are poured out for him. The one who died for us and now lives again. So then, from now on, we have a new perspective that refuses to evaluate people merely by their appearances. For that's how we once viewed the anointed one, but no longer do we see him with limited human insight. Now. If anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself. And he has given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. You have a ministry. In other words, it was the anointed one that God was shepherd. It was through the anointed one that God was shepherding the world not even keeping records of their transgressions. And he entrusted to us the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. We are ambassadors of the anointed one who carry the message to, of Christ to the world as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through us. We are evangelists, we are ministers, we are ambassadors. The bottom notes in uh, Dr. Brian Simmons writes about ambassadors. To be ambassadors for Christ means that we are his diplomatic agents of the highest rank, sent to represent King Jesus and authorized to speak on his behalf. We are the voice of heaven to the earth, invested with royal power through the name of Jesus and authority of his blood. Wow how much God thinks of you, that he would entrust within you his authority and his power, not to keep it to yourself, but to take it out into the world. I have a little video that I'm going to have them play that just, it just resonates with my heart, and it's just a little video that shows love in motion. So I'm going to let it the person is to us and the less common the struggle the easier it is to love God forbid I found out my wife has three months to live I quit my job I quit everything right what if it's just an acquaintance of yours and what if the problems recurring the more common and further from us how common is homelessness? And how frequently is the homeless person someone dear to us personally? Never.
So I took a few moments a couple of weeks ago and camped outside of a couple of our campuses. And I wanted to see how we were doing, you know, when it's hardest to love. Do you know that your Father in heaven is giving the same graces to the person that's hardest for you to love? He's giving it. He's giving. He doesn't play favors. He's giving the grace to everyone. And if we're going to love like our Father in heaven loves, we don't get to play favorites. And by favorites, I mean so often we love the people where there's some benefit in it for us, right? Okay, 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 fine. I'll call my brother when I get home. I haven't talked to him for two years, but I'll call him, really, will you, will you? Because that's going to work out pretty good for you, right? Now everything's going to be good with your brother. Your mom will get off your back, and your sister's not going to think you're a jerk anymore. And, and I mean, this is, but see, that's not what I'm talking about. Yes, do that. But not just that. Where it's not your favorite where there's nothing in it for you, where it's not an upgrade to your portfolio of awesomeness. So how did our church do in the video? I'm gonna tell you now. Awesome. I, I was crying inside that beard. I cannot believe the people in this church. The number of people that prayed with me and brought me food. Just watch and see. You thought you'd bring you something to eat this morning? Here's a coffee. A coffee to keep you warm. Let's just pray for you real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, so thankful, Lord, that you brought this man to your church on your day, Lord. We are so blessed that he is here. Lord, we pray for into this man and just bless him and love him. Bless you. God, I just pray that you would just meet this man and Father, that if it would be your will, that you would just have um, him come into our church, but that you would just know the love of Christ. I don't want you to be out here without knowing him, okay? You're welcome to come inside. We'd love to have you. You can come in. <laughs> you want? That's all right. Bye. How you doing tonight? You doing okay? Would you like to come in and have church with us and sit with us for church? Excuse me. Is there like people we pray for you or is it? Me... Right, but I got some water for you. And uh, something more valuable. It's the word of God here. Thank God bless you. Is there anything I can be praying for for you, sir? Can I pray for you? Here. Uh, thank you, Father, for this morning. Thank you for this beautiful day. And thank you for my friend here. I just pray that you be with him today. Uh, give him everything he needs. Provide for him. God, you are our provider. You love us. You care for us. And you love this man right here. just want to cheer. <laughs> like I just want to say, yes, God, love wins. Love wins. <laughs> no, bless me that those people stopped. And okay, unbeknownst to me, guys, I did not orchestrate this. <laughs> but some of you saw there was a homeless person sitting outside. I didn't orchestrate that. But that was someone from our church sitting out there and what touched my heart so much is Valerie and Dan Link went immediately up to that person 
And then I'm looking out the doors and I'm thinking, oh, they don't know who that is. And then they turn around and laugh and I went, oh, are they going to get something? Bless them. They were going to get something for them. Valerie and Dan, are you in here? Did they step out? You guys are my heroes. <laughs> You're my heroes. Um, Valerie, I'm going to tell a little story. Dan, I didn't ask your permission, so I'll just ask your forgiveness. Um, <laughs> yesterday, they were out in the park. They go out second Sunday of every month. Our second Saturday of every month, they go out in the park. Go along with them, guys. I didn't get to go yesterday, but boy, did I get to hear stories. It was cold out, and one gentleman was very cold, and he asked for warmer pants. And so Dan just started taking his pants off. And... I'll tell you, the good news was he had another pair of pants on underneath. <laughs> That's the good news. But the heart of Jesus, he just took them off. However, I guess the man was very skinny and it didn't work. So they went and bought him sweatpants. A man had his cane stolen. They, someone went and bought him a new cane. Another man just asked, would you comb my hair and put it in a ponytail? So Jan Jean combed his hair and put it in a ponytail. That's outreach. That's love in motion. It's loving the person in front of you without an agenda. It's just being Jesus' hands and feet. I'm going to read another verse. It's one we all know. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I were to speak with eloquence in earth's many languages and in the heavenly tongues of angels, yet I did not express myself with love, my words would be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than a clanging cymbal. And if I were to give the gift of prophecy with a profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, and if I possessed unending supernatural knowledge, and if I had the greatest gift of faith that could move mountains, but have never learned to love, then I am nothing. And if I were to be so generous as to give away everything I own to feed the poor and to offer my body to be burned as a martyr without the pure motive of love, I would gain nothing of value. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessings comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others. Love, love never takes failure or defeat for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. And the notes at the bottom, the Aramaic word for love is huba, and it is a homonym that also means to set on fire. It is, difficult, it is difficult to fully express the meaning of this word and translate it into English. You could say that the Aramaic concept is burning love or fiery love coming from the inner depths of the heart as an eternal energy, an active power of bonding hearts and lives in secure relationships. The Greek word is agape, which describes the highest form of love. It is the love God has for his people. It is an intense affection that must be demonstrated. It is a loyal, endless, and unconditional commitment of love. Feelings are attached to this love. It is not abstract, but devoted to demonstrating the inward feelings of love toward another with acts of kindness and benevolence. God is love, and he's been in motion since before time began. And now he wants to be in motion, but he's chosen us to be the vehicle. It is an honor, it's a privilege, and it's actually a great adventure. Every time that we reach out to the person in front of us, we are allowing Jesus to have an interaction with them. We're allowing them to have an interaction um, an interaction with love. See, sometimes love just looks like a hug. Sometimes it looks like brushing someone's hair and putting it in a ponytail. 
sometimes it looks like just listening to someone because nobody listens to them. You know, the people on the street that we can sometimes be so scared of are some of the most beautiful people I've ever met. And you know, a lot of them, they know God. They do. They just haven't really encountered the magnitude of his love and they've been hurt and they've had trauma and things have happened. I do not judge the person who is intoxicated. And you know why? Because they've had trauma. I have not walked in their shoes. They're medicating their trauma. They have hurt. Who am I to judge? I am not called to judge. I'm called to love. I'm called to give them a blanket or a hug or a word of encouragement. I don't think it's a mistake, guys. I mean, I know it's not a mistake. God is in the details. I don't think it's a mistake that Destiny Church is sitting on Philadelphia Street. Okay? means brotherly love. That is not a mistake. God ordained that. He orchestrated it. I don't think it's a mistake that we're called Destiny Church. Because, see, I think God wants to use this church in a mighty way for the broken and the lost, the hurt, the despised, the ones no one else will welcome in their church, the rejected, the ones people walk by. I believe God wants to use Destiny, and I believe he's inviting us. But, see, this is, this is it. God invites us on adventures, but we don't have to participate. I also know that God is checking. Well, I hate to say the word checking because that sounds like test. But God's eyes go to and fro looking across the earth to see who he can strengthen. But I think his eyes are going to and fro going, who can I trust with my most broken, the hurt, the rejected, the despised? Who can I trust? Who can I trust? Because he's wanting to bring them somewhere that People will love them and care for them and not judge them and not condemn them. And I was once with some people and this lady looked at these women that were so broken and she said, you need to make better choices. And I went, oh, it was like a knife in my heart. When someone's broken, the last thing they need is someone to say, you need to make better choices. What they need is just pure love. They need a helping hand. They need a helping hand. Um, I had this vision about a week and a half ago and sitting alone with God and I saw a shepherd and you know when you have visions it's kind of cloudy but I knew it was a shepherd and all these sheep were pressing into the shepherd pressing in if you've seen those in pictures or videos you know they're pressing in pressing in trying to get their way closer there was this whole flock of sheep just pressing towards the shepherd but in the back, and this is what's crazy, because God just like wrecked me with a feeling and emotion in this vision, because there was a black sheep in the back. The black sheep came running up to the flock, and he wanted to get in, but he, he couldn't get in. They were pushing, there was no, no room. And I felt in my spirit and soul his frantic feeling. He ran over to the other side, and he tried to see if he could get into the flock that way, and he couldn't. So he ran back to see if he could get in this way. He was trying so desperate into the flock and the flock had no idea because they were all just concerned with their own concerns and pushing in and of course they were pushing into Jesus I get that but there was this black sheep who couldn't find a way in and I'm like oh God heaven forbid we ever be the flock that doesn't let the black sheep in as the vision went on just like my beautiful Jesus would he walks through the the flock. He parts it and he goes right for the black sheep. And that's what he's wanting to do through us. Go right for the black sheep. You know, we all pray and cry out for the great harvest. We just want it to come. But have we stopped to think what it's going to look like? Because I don't think it's going to look like, well, part, sometimes we just don't even stop and think about it. But we're saying, God, bring them in. And there's a bunch of us we're praying that. God, bring them to us, bring them to us, bring them to us here at church. We go out on the streets, bring them to us. And he is bringing them to us. It, it's wild and it's crazy. He hears that prayer and he's like, oh yeah, you want them? I can trust you. Here's one, here's one. See, I think the great harvest is gonna maybe look a little different. I think if, this would be my vision. <laughs> we look out across our church 
and they don't look anything like us. They might look like the people you would see in a dark alley, the people that you would see living under the bridge, the people that you would see in the nightclubs, in nightclubs that maybe no one really goes in. I think that's who he wants to bring to us. I think that's the, the, the outreach. I have to tell you a story because Destiny, you rock. <laughs> you two rock. So last August, this is the, okay, so I asked for this because I talk with my hands and I was afraid if I had a microphone, I'd be like, I'd send it flying. But this is like, you're really up close and personal to me. And, and I know because I'm crying and you can hear that. But um, I want to tell you an awesome story of how Destiny was part of saving a girl's life last August. God trusted this person with us. So last August, one Sunday, a young homeless girl was walking by our church, and she saw people coming in. So she went through the doors. Later, she told me, I don't know why I went in those doors. I said, oh, I know why. God was drawing you in. So she walked in the doors, and she sat in the back. It was like one of Pastor Sean's first messages, maybe a second. It was rally week. And he gave the invitation, and she raised her hand and accepted him. Well, one of you ambassadors, <laughs> um, you evangelists, someone sitting in the back said to her and ushered her up front for prayer. Tony was on the team with me, and we're up here, and we start praying, and my gut just told me something's not right. And she was very quiet. She didn't really want to talk much. We were praying for her, and she's crying. Three times I say to her, are you safe? Are you safe? She wouldn't really answer me. And when someone accepts Christ, we give them um, a new testament. But that morning before I left the house, God said to me, grab your pink Bible and put it in your bag because you're going to give it away. And I'm going to be honest, that doesn't happen to me. And I know that happens to a lot of people where God says, do this, turn right, turn left, go down this road. That does, doesn't really happen to me. But I put my pink Bible in my bag and you know church is ending and I hadn't given it away I'm over praying and I'm gonna call her beautiful one I'm praying for beautiful one and I say do you have a Bible she says no I went huh you're the one <laughs> you're the one God wanted you to have this pink Bible so I give beautiful one the pink Bible and I'm talking I'm not feeling good about this I'm not thinking she's safe and finally I say can I tell you why I keep asking you that and I told her about my concern of human trafficking and that being on the streets, she was vulnerable. Still not much from her, pretty quiet. I find out, you know, like, where, you know, like family and, you know, where are you from? And she told me the town she was from. Oh, I love God. So get this. The week before, my friend Patty had said, God's sending me on this mission. He wants me to go to this one particular town. I'm not really sure. Do you want to go with me? So I had said, yes. So here's this beautiful one. That's her hometown. I said, oh, I'm going. I'm going to your hometown this week. Do you want to go? She wasn't sure. I said, okay, there's an outreach Tuesday night in Memorial Park on the bridge. Free pizza. You can come, you can come. On the bridge, I look up, and here she walks, holding her little pink Bible. She puts her hand out. And on ink all across her palm, she had written down psalm verses. She was clinging to God's word. I'm like, how you doing? She had slept a couple different places since I'd seen her. Once again, I said, I'm going to your hometown. We're going. And we, Patty and I gave her our phone number. She didn't have a phone. We'll take you. I said, will they welcome you back? because you know we're all praying for prodigals to come back are we ready to open our arms up to them she didn't know she didn't know so the day comes it was thursday we hadn't heard from her we'd gone and made a backpack up with some stuff for her so she'd have it on the street hoping to see her we didn't see her thursday comes and patty comes to get me Patty says to me, I'm not getting any phone calls or any text messages because my phone just isn't working right. We go to back up out of my driveway and she glances at her phone and a number's going across the screen. She doesn't know it. She thinks it's a rotocall. She hangs up on it. 
starts backing up again. That number comes up again. God, so good. She picks it up. It's a beautiful one. She goes, is it too late? Can I catch that ride? Perfect timing. See, God's relentless. He brought beautiful one in here. He brought her to the bridge. He set up a ride home for her. He set up Patty seeing her phone. So we get her. I didn't know until later in the story she was in really bad shape that morning. She'd been beaten up. So we're taking her to her hometown, and we don't know if we're leaving her there or we're bringing her back. We're both hoping we're leaving her there because she didn't have a home here, but we didn't know. So when we get there, we take her to her home, and we say, we're, we're going to go run an errand. We'll come back and see. We come back, and yes, open arms to her. And I got to meet her little girl, <laughs> a beautiful little thing. And... Um, Patty and I were over the moon. We're like, yes, God, that was awesome to go on an adventure with you. Yes, God. And that was kind of the end of it. So we thought, until about three weeks ago, I was leaving in an outreach meeting, and I look at my phone, and there's this text. And it says, and it's from someone who works with uh, human trafficked victims. It said, did you give beautiful one a ride to such and such in August? I went, yeah. Is she okay? Is she safe? She just replied, you saved her. Now, because of who was giving me that text, I understood what she was saved from. I didn't really know, other than my spirit up here at prayer, kept saying, are you safe? Are you safe? That was amazing. That was amazing. But then I got to meet her right here on the street of brotherly love, two weeks ago in front of Destiny and hugged her and hugged her and hugged her and hugged her. And she said, you saved me from hell. See, I didn't do that. I didn't save her. Jesus did. I just was the vehicle. So, so I then wanted to just share with the church that we don't know. When we open those doors back there, the doors of reconciliation, we don't know who's coming through. We don't know the danger. We don't know the hurt. We know nothing. Our job is just to open the doors of love. And so I, I just said, can I share your story? I mean, I, she has a coordinator that works with her. She's in a safe house. <laughs> she's gone through a healing process, and she's in some great hands. And so I just communicated and asked if I could share the story. I said, I don't know all of it, but can I just share the part I have? And they said, would you like to hear the story? And I said, yes. So they sent it to me. Because, see, God's a God of redemption. Because this story was just recorded that day, because it's going out to 400 different cadets, they said, in Colorado, to teach them and train them about the dangers of it. And um, so they had it recorded. They sent me the recordings. beautiful one had escaped. I got to hear her story of how she had been tricked into it. Got to hear the story of the terrible things that had happened to her, the bondage that she was put in, and it wrecked me. Guys, all, all I did was I was on the prayer team. You know, like right now, somebody beside you is your outreach. It's like whoever he puts in front of you is your outreach. Anyway, I love God. I said, you know what, beautiful one? The enemy's going to regret ever messing with you. Because not only is your story going out to 400 people this week, but guess what? She took some of the other women in the safe house to church with her, and one of them received Jesus. So it's like, oh man, you know, her life is going to go forward. And it's because she came to the street of brotherly love. She walked through the doors of her destiny, and she was met by love. It's just, it's just. See, I think it's going to look a lot different than we think. And we have to remember, as the scripture said, we're not looking at outward appearance. We're not looking at outward appearance. God loves us all. He's inviting us. And he's inviting us to get out of our comfortable boats. And I can say that because I've learned 
that, um, you know, some people say, eh, that's for somebody else, or I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. This is what I've discovered. Every adventure God has asked me to go on, there's been a level of discomfort. Um, you know, people say, uh, it's about being led by peace. I ought to tell you, I would like to experience some of that. But the first time I went into, uh, when I volunteered at the jail, I can't say I was comfortable. I had never been there. First time I went into the jail by myself to do a ministry um, because my, the teammate didn't show up, I was uncomfortable. Like, there's all these corridors. You gotta go down an elevator, through some corridors, up an elevator. I mean, there's this whole, it's like no windows. It's like, I don't even know if I can find my way. I'm gonna be like locked in a corridor. I mean, I, I was uncomfortable. I get up there. Um, there was times I got there and all the materials that were supposed to be there gone. It's like, okay, now what are we gonna do? I mean, I have been asked to do uncomfortable things, but this is what, you know, I, I don't believe God's testing, but he's checking us. And it's like, if, if you're faithful with the little, then he's gonna give you much. But I want to dispel the idea that it's comfortable. You know, Bill Boylan came up to me uh, <laughs> last um, spring, and he said, I see you in a boat, and you don't have an oar, and you don't have a motor, and you're not going anywhere. You got to get out of the boat. And I'm like, boat? What boat am I in? However, I did feel that. So I sat down there, and I'm like, God, I can't get out of a boat. I don't know what the boat is. And quick as could be white letters painted on the side of the boat, it said, comfortable. And I went, God, I'm anything but comfortable. You know, if, if you need reminding, God, it was uncomfortable going in the jail. It was uncomfortable when I went and spoke at the mission. It was uncomfortable when I organized the first outreach. I, I could just give you the whole, my life is anything but comfortable. I don't know what I'm doing, guys. I don't. And I guess I've just learned to embrace that because I don't know what I'm doing. I have to rely on Jesus. But comfort, step, step out of the boat. See, I'd rather step out of the comfortable boat and sink than to stay in the boat of comfort and go nowhere. Yeah. And the beauty is I know I won't sink because what's Jesus going to do? He's going to reach down and get me. So I say all that because my heart is for the lost and the broken. I think destiny is being invited to love the ones that seem unlovable. I think he's calling us higher and he's calling us out and it's an invitation. And each one of us is an outreach. I was listening to a wonderful person, Cindy McGill, and she was being interviewed and it's like, you don't have to go to an outreach. You are the outreach, wherever you are. God's setting you up, wherever you are. And it's not, okay, the person's in front of me, I gotta do the Romans road to salvation. No, you gotta just love them and listen to Holy Spirit. What's he saying? What does that person need? I have this short little thing. It says, I have a king. His name is love. He relentlessly pursues the heart of every human being, the heart of me and you. See, we're the, we're the vehicle. We are the love in motion. And we're gonna play a little song here. And um, we're just gonna watch love in motion. So you just sit back and watch some love in motion.
That's love in motion. <laughs> you know what I love? There was a gentleman back here who tried to minister into, that's Levi. <laughs> I think you're in the back, so I don't know, I just saw you, but Levi was walking up here and someone was talking to him. It was awesome. <laughs> um, you guys, that's Loreen. She was sitting out there. I didn't set that up. Um, We are a church of love, and we're being invited to be an outreach. First um, John 3, 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. I got a little passionate and forgot to even tell you how you can hook up. <laughs> but there is an outreach team where in the midst of uh, beginning our Christmas stocking giveaway, we're planning to give away 200 stockings to the poor and the homeless. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a feed. It's going to be here at church. You'll get more information about that. Um, we have a movie night. And the reason I wanted to do movie nights is because I want us to get rid of the idea that we can't do it. And when we come together as a body and we see others loving and, and we see that it's really not that hard. So my, my goal with Friday nights is us to watch people be love in motion and, and possibly in the future even like a little training on what it looks like, what it looks like. So um, I would like to say a little prayer over all of us. <sighs> Papa God, you are so good. You are so good. You're so good. I thank you that you are looking upon destiny and you are inviting us into the grandest adventure, things we can't even imagine, God. Lord, help us when we don't know what it looks like. Help us to maneuver through when it's messy, when we don't understand, God. But may everything we do, everything we do, everything we say, our decisions, our acts, our motives, all be from the purity of your love, God. We thank you for this day. We thank you for those that you bring to us. And we say continue to bring them to us, Lord. We're honored that you would bring them to us. We love you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, a couple things. We end with prayer. And our normal prayer team, I'm going to ask if you would come over here. But I am going to ask, you know, I talk about that comfortable um, and God asked me to get out of a comfortable boat. It was a really, I didn't know it was so comfortable, but when he finally told me what the boat was, um, it was so uncomfortable for me to get out of, but I did it. And I, I, I'm going to say to you, those of you that don't think you could go out and just love the person in front of you, don't think you could do that, I'm going to say, come on up here, and some of these people on the outreach team will pray with you. Pray fire, pray boldness, pray love of God to just overwhelm you. So I'm going to say, maybe step out of your comfortable seat just like they did in the song. They stepped out of their comfortable seat at church to be the love in motion. So, hey, outreach team will be up here. And you know what? If there's anybody in here that has not tasted and seen the Lord is good, and they do not know this extravagant love, and they don't know God's been pursuing you just like beautiful one, come talk to me, because it would be my ultimate pleasure to introduce you to love. Okay, go and be blessed, guys. Have a good day. Thank you.